Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 8, going through 11. I had this thing lined up the way I wanted to do it, and I'm going to go with this thing backwards. I wanna, we're going to read all four scripture, and then I'm going to go through this from verse 11 the other way. Because I think there's a, a point that God's trying to make to his church today. How many of you know that every once in a while <laughs> in our prayer, all we really need is just God to encourage us? He don't even have to do something sometimes, just encourage us. If we, if we can just hear a word. I mean, I, I've been in a place in my life to where all I heard was, Son, I'm so proud of you. And that was all I... He, he didn't change nothing in my life. He didn't send me a check. He didn't get somebody to take me out and eat steak dinner. He did, all he said was, son, I'm so proud. And that just made my week. I was good. I didn't need nobody to tell me nothing. Amen. I didn't need nothing from nobody. It was just that word that was spoken at the right time. And every once in a while, I believe that we all need that. Starting at verse 8. You ready? Let's go. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write. Now last week we already know who he's speaking to. We already know that um, John is the one that's gotten this revelation from the island of Patmos. We already know that Christ has revealed himself to John in a different manner. We already know that Christ has now told him, I want you to write this letter. And in this letter we're going to put all seven churches and all seven churches are going to be uh, able to hear and to read what's taking place in the other six churches. Not only is your business going to be put out before everybody in the congregation, but everybody else's business is going to be put out before your church and the congregation. So we're, we're caught up on that, and this letter is written to the angel of the church, which is the pastor, the overseer, the bishop, what have you. These things says the first and the last who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not. but are a synagogue of Satan. Well, Jesus got right down into the nitty-gritty. He just said, I'm, I'm done. See, I, I want to be that free. I want to be that free because when you lie, I just want to look at you and say, you lying? I just, I just want to, right there. But as soon as I say that, you're judging. So I, Jesus done it. I mean, right there. He said, these, all these people running around, they saying they Jews. They ain't Jews. They're part of the synagogue of Satan. I mean, just flat out lets them have it. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. He, he's letting them know some, something's coming. But I don't want you to fear anything that's about to happen. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. Why? That you may be tested. Boy, here we go again with that. And you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful until death. Why? I'll give you the crown of life if you're faithful till death. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Plural. He just pulled out Smyrna to talk about future tribulation. 
But he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Plural. All seven. You. Me. You. Me. You are going to go through some tribulation. You. You're the church. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Let me talk about Smyrna for a minute. The word Smyrna has myrrh in it. Remember gold, frankincense, myrrh. Myrrh was an ointment that they would use for like anointing oil. They would use for fragrances. They would use for um, like an antiseptic. Re remember... Remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross and they mixed vinegar and myrrh? Remember? The only way that you was able to get this, this um, substance was through the crushing of its fruits. You would only be able to extract some of this substance through the cutting of its bark. Isn't it amazing how Jesus and how God just works this thing out? And isn't it fitting that we would be talking about the church of Smyrna and the tribulation that they're getting ready to go to to be tested See, God knows what's in you, but he knows the only way that it's ever going to come out of you is by him. Boy, sometimes I just want to sit down with God on the sidewalk and just talk sometimes. and go, can't this just be a little bit easier? Why you got to push me? Why you got to push me? See, the oil wasn't able to produce its, or the, the olive wasn't able to produce its oil until it went through the press. God said we'll be tested by fire, tribulation. Oh, today is Sunday and you say, I love Jesus. <laughs> and tomorrow somebody steps on your toe or bumps your door with a car door or a grocery cart. And you forgot about, I love Jesus. Because that ain't what come out your mouth. So, and they, those are, look how small. Do you understand what I'm talking about this morning? Look, look how little. <laughs> we haven't seen tribulation. We ain't got a clue. We just got some people that don't like us. You don't know what it's like. To have a loaded gun that's still hot from the last person that just smoked, pressed against your head and say, denying or die. You, you don't know. You don't know. We, we, we don't know what it's like to have a big pot of burning and boiling oil. And watching as our brother and sister get tossed inside. You, we, we, don't, we don't know what it is to be stretched out on a cross and peeled of our skin to be left to die. But all you have to do is say, not Jesus. You won't have to go through it. If statistics says that 76% of the people professing to be Christians aren't Christians, 
They're of the synagogue of Satan. Look across the aisle. The one you see may not be going where you think they're going. Or you might be dead on. (laughs) We don't know what it is to be persecuted. We don't know what it is to have tribulation. And God's warning Smyrna. But he said, the only way that I know that you are who I've said you are, I believe you to be, you're going to have to go through tribulation. But if you go through there and hold, just be faithful. Hold to the faith till death, and I'll give you everlasting life. If 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 you'll profess me king, of kings and Lord of lords, I'll give you everlasting life. You will not be harmed by the second death, but you're going to have to go through something. See, y'all think. See, there. Here's the difference. There's the. There's the. There's the difference between Christianity and discipleship. Christianity says. Yeah, I'm coming against Christianity too. You'll figure it out in a minute. It's, it's, that, do you know what the word was? It was used to provoke the people that followed Christ. It was a derogatory state. It wasn't nothing to boast on. And we just, we engulfed that thing. We said, oh, it's such a pretty name. Means we Christ followers. So we go be Christians. I believed as a God. Y'all heard that, right? I believe in God don't mean you're a Christian. But I believe the difference between being a Christian and being a disciple. See, Christianity says, I can do whatever it is I need to do or want to do in my life to make me feel good. And Jesus still loves me. And you are 100% absolutely correct. He does love you. With everything in his death, he loved you. Problem is, he'll love you all the way to hell. It's going to, I'm going to release you on a good note. That's why I started on the back end. I'm going to bring you. Okay, because I don't want you leaving going, man, I don't know if I want to hear another letter discipleship see discipleship it it comes with love it comes with uh uh-oh wake your neighbor up it comes with discipline oh it comes with testing Boy, I, I lost people back here on disciple. I said this and they said bye. They thought I was dissing them. They said bye. They out. We, 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 we've got to grow up in all things. If we're going to be a disciple of Christ. Now if you want to be a Christian, do it how you want to do Because God loves you. He knows your heart. You might not get to heaven, but you can still be a Christian. Now, if you want to be a disciple, you ain't going to do what you want to do. You're going to have to figure this thing out that every day I die to myself. You're going to have to figure out that there was something to the, to the old Christian cliché where Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. You're going to see there's something about that. It says, I don't like this thing. I'd rather get rid of it. But Paul, you got to keep it. My grace is sufficient. You got to pick it up. You, I know you don't want to go. But he said, you got to pick it up 
and follow me. Every day, you got to pick it up. He carried his. Man, I bet you his cross weighed more than any of our crosses. Because that cross that he carried had me and you on it. Oh, Jesus. Can you imagine? See, that's what I love about God. God has never asked me, Rocky, do anything I've never done. Everything that he said, Rocky, I want you to do, he's already done it. See, we don't serve a high priest that we can't touch, that cannot touch us. He, he touches us. He can be felt through our infirmity. He, he knows. Amen. Disciple. Christian. See, I like messing people's head. Are you a Christian? Nope. You a pastor, ain't you? Yup. I can't do what I want to do. Paul said, the things that I want to do, I don't. The things I don't want to do, I do. But see, it's not the life that I live, but it's the life that lives in me that belongs to Christ that give it up for me. Not that I've already come to that. Not that I've already succeeded and I've, I've gained all of that. But one thing I'm learning is to forget those things that are about and stretch and reach for the things ahead. Not that I've already acquired them, but I know they're there. They're, they're the promise. He left me a promise. On the cross. Amen. He didn't stay. But he left me a promise. And I've got to believe that that promise is still everlasting. Amen. It's ever so true today. It's more true today than it was then. Amen. Where are we? Christian? Disciple. I went through all of that. I don't know why I got there, but we were talking about myrrh. <laughs> and how you're able to extract this myrrh. And it's through the pressures of life. God said, I already know. I see everything you've gone through, and you're doing good, girl. Yes. Girl, you're doing good. Amen. But listen. There's going to come a time you're going to have to endure something. Oh, you, you got it together. You, you are dead. You, look, you so straight, you scared me. You got it together. But listen, it's easy to profess the faith in good times. Well, look, all right, let's simplify it. It's easy for you to look at Eric and say, I love you when he's been nice, ain't it? But when he's been, uh-oh, we won't get into that. We'll do that. We'll save that for marriage class. But when he does that, something different happens in her eyes. I don't know him well, but I think I know him enough. That there might be one eye go up, one eye go down. There might be a wrinkle on this side of the forehead. There might be a cock in the neck. I mean, you just... Hmm? See, it's in, it's in the good times. It's in the good times that we can profess our love one for another. But let somebody do something that we ain't liking. Where you at now? How you like me now? It only takes one mistake. It takes one hiccup. Man, you done fell out of the graces of your husband and your wife that quick, boy. I mean, you just made a nice, oh, man, that thing was flavorful. Juices just running out of that thing. That steak was so, boy, that thing cut like, huh? And then you didn't do something else. She forgot about that steak. 
She done forgot about that steak. Because you done went and done something else. Or you didn't do. See, we all are going to go through something. Gold and frankincense and, and myrrh. Y'all, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Y'all remember those, right? Who, who, who was them people? The Ma, Ma, Ja. What was that? The Ma, Ma, what? what? Who was them peoples that brought over the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh? The Magi? Ma, something. Okay. All right. Relax. I knew it was the wise men, okay? But they bring, they bring gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold represent kingly. Frankincense, priest. Myrrh, servant. They brought it all. They used myrrh for embalming people. <laughs> See, if you go back to like numbers, no, sorry, Isaiah, maybe Isaiah 60. I'm trying, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> My mind, poof. But if you go back to like Isaiah 60, it talks about the second coming of the Lord and there's an offering that's presented. That offering that is presented is gold and frankincense. You don't need myrrh. He, <laughs> never mind, never mind. You'll get that when you eat mashed potatoes. Huh? He don't need the myrrh now. He coming back Amen. with the keys. I'm good. You ain't got to embalm me. I don't need no medication. I'm not hanging from a cross. I don't need no medication. Myrrh. Smyrna. Myrrh. Man, God puts this stuff all together. I just don't understand it. But he can do it. He can do a thing. Can't, can't he do it? All right, let's forget about myrrh. We told him, listen, you're going you're gonna to face tribulation. You understand that, right? It's coming. It's coming. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about tomorrow, what tomorrow holds, because today holds enough. Of it. Don't, don't worry about what's coming. It's just coming. Matter of fact, he said, listen, you're going to find tribulations in this world. You're going to encounter. They are coming. But fear not. Be strong. Be strong-hearted. Because I've overcome the world. Don't, don't fret it. We got this. It's going to be okay. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write. These things, says the first and the last. Boy, what a way to begin a letter for a church that he knows is about to face persecution. You got, you got to read it for a minute. You got, you got to look at that. You got to go, the things says the first. And let, see, all through these letters, you're going to find Jesus pulling from chapter 1. Of the things that was represented to us. Of who he is. He is using this description now. He's saying, well, don't, don't forget, I'm the first and the last. Oh, listen, before you even started this thing, I was already there. 
What you about to face, I've already took care of it. I've already faced it. I was first. He said back, back in Isaiah again, he said that I was calling generations from the beginning. He said, I'm the first. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. In the beginning, God. He is. The, he was the first. He, he, you're not getting it. He said, I was that one that you needed then. You know, when you needed me last month, I was there. Beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. I was the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. I was the one that you needed then. Don't you remember when that you were just jacked up in yourself? Man, the world had you consumed. Your mind was dysfunctional. Your life was out of order. And you needed me. And I was there. I was. <laughs> That's the one I was. And you woke up this morning. You forget already. You woke up this morning. <laughs> oh, and he said, I am. I, I am. I'm the one you needed right now. Amen. You don't understand yet. You ain't getting it yet. You're going to get it. One, one day you're going to remember. When he said, I'm the first. And the lay, he said, listen, I was there before it happened, and I'm going to be there after it happened. I was the one that opened the door for you to let you in, and I'm going to be the one to close the door when you come out. (sighs) The first? This This is the one writing the letter? It's the first. That's the one. He's writing a letter to me. He's telling me how good I am. Everything that I've gone through. How I'm pulling through. Man, you're coming out of this thing with flying colors. But don't get too excited. Because you're going to face Oh, it looks like life. Uh huh. You're sitting in here somewhere. It looks like life, okay, for a minute. But it's going to come a time. I'm trying to stay six feet. I wonder why he started the letter like that. Look at Jesus bringing encouragement to the church. Look at him encouraging right in the midst of what he's getting ready to tell him. So, man, it was a setup. He was getting ready to tell him something bad. And he had to get him on a high horse. So says the first. And the last man, he wrapped up him. Ooh, what am I? Dear God, we said, what am I? We said, first and the last. He's wrapped up in one. Only, only God can be everything at one time. Only God can present himself in the past, in the present, and in the future. At one time, only God. Money ain't going to do that for you, brother. Your girlfriend ain't got it going on like that. She going to handle one thing at a time. Jesus sitting and telling this poor church, 
this is fitting to happen. But I don't want you focusing on that. I, I want you to see me. See, you wasn't able, oh, 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 you wasn't able to experience the sight of the fourth man in the fire. They never seen him. The ones in the fire never seen him. <laughs> the ruler said, do I see a fourth? Yes, he did. <laughs> see, it's not, listen, it's not always easy to see God in the midst of it all. But can you just trust and believe for one minute <laughs> oh, that he's the first? Don't get me started on that again. He's the first and the last. I'm the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. The was, the is, the who's. The... What else do you need in a letter? Dear God, where have we gone? Where have we missed it? How do we not know that you're the beginning? And the, how, how, how do we not know that it was from your word that creation was ever created? I know it's hard to hold on to the promise. I know, I know it's hard to hold to the promise. I get it. But it's worth it if you will. Amen. Amen. Your hands all calloused and bloody. Come on. Ripped apart, blistered and torn. I know it's hard to hold and keep holding. And keep. I, I get it. I get it. Man, that old stubborn mule out front won't listen. <laughs> I heard somebody say something yesterday. Why did that just come in my mind? He said, if I tell you a chicken dips enough, you can look under his wing and find the can. I, I, I don't know why it just went that way, all right? But you, 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 you're walking this thing, man. And this old stubborn mule representing life, wanting to take you away from your purpose, pulling you to the left and to the right. And you got to grab a hold, pull him back in line. Don't nobody want no row of corn like that. <laughs> but life will do that to you, man. Life will take you here, there, and everywhere and keep you so far off. Ago. And you thinking you succeeding. You think you that and a bag of chips. Because you've accomplished vanity. Oh, man, thank you, Jesus. You, you can't take a thing with you. You don't even get to take your last breath with you. We could be embarrassed because we were walking up through the gates butt naked. Ooh. I'm sure Peter's got gowns. He's waiting on you. Change your channel. He's telling the church, he said, Man, I have been there. I have done that. The persecutions you're about to face, I've already faced them. He said, they're going to hate you because of me. And remember this, when they hate you, they hated me first. I've been there, baby. I done done, don't. See, I, oh, the conversations I used to hate was talking to somebody that had already gone through what I went through. And they look at me and go, so what's the problem? Oh, you had a little hiccup. Oh, did you scuff your knee along the way? Come on, you know, come on. You don't, that's why a lot of y'all won't talk to me about nothing. You scared I'm going to turn it around on you. I will. There, we we got to get up, man. Yes, 
this thing ain't for wimps. What, what, what God has set before us is for overcomers. He said only overcomers shall see the kingdom of heaven. See, it ain't. If you don't fight it, you can't win it. If you don't win it, you can't see it. If you can't see it, it's going to get hot. Just don't lose heart, whatever you do. He, you, he, he said, Church, you're, you're greater than your circumstance. You, you heard this? this? This was a guilt trip that parents typically put on their kids. Hannah, you better than that. Uh-oh, they didn't tell me nothing. <laughs> you ever been told that? You better, you better than that. Yep. Why, why are you doing Man, You're better than that. You're, you're better. See, here's the frustrating part in life. Here's the frustrating parts with all this. Is that everything that we face when it references tribulation and it references being tested, we are being tested from a standpoint of a finished product. Jesus challenges you and Jesus pushes you and Jesus sits on you and presses you and Jesus tests you from this place because he knows what's in you. So if I don't test you to the ability I know you have, you'll never reach. Come on, what? Uh-oh. And all the time while you're over here, Satan is fighting you while you're being tested. Where do you think Satan's fighting? Where, where, where Satan's standing? See, y'all keep thinking that Satan's standing in your ear and standing beside. No, he's standing over here with him. And he's throwing out stuff from here. See, he's he grabbing his ammunition from this part of life. Because he knows this is where you're coming. Man, if, if I know what I'll do. I'll get in his mind. I'll make him think he ain't got what it takes. See, i got to sit and reflect on my life. I'm just talking to you from experience now. Just for a minute. <laughs> what? Being groomed to preach and teach? Are you kidding me? I ain't got boy be cussing. Huh. I, yeah, I was. I have a cussing ministry. I, I ain't going over there. That, that's not for me. See, that was Satan throwing stuff up. That was distract, getting me all discombobulated because he's throwing stuff out there I didn't feel at the time that I had the strength. I didn't have the zeal. I didn't have the anointing. I didn't have the calling. So I stood where I was. And the whole time Jesus said, dude, come on. It's just a little mud puddle. Step in it. Let's go. And Satan's going, you don't know what's under the water. It might be a bigger hole than what you can get out of. You know you can't swim. <laughs> and we fighting. And we, see, this is, why, this is why so many Christians lose. Because we fight from where we are. Pastor, that's all I know. Then listen to me, church. Get into this thing. Everybody clenched up when I started walking down the aisle. They said, <laughs> get into this thing, man. This thing can take you somewhere. Boy, this, look, this thing will have you, <laughs> it'll have you bald in a few years, scratching your head, trying to figure out how you even got where you were. <laughs> Think it won't. Trying. Trying. Because see, now it's easy for me to talk about it now because I'm looking at it from this perspective. Not that I've achieved. 
a lot closer now. See, somebody just hated me right there. They, they threw a stone right there because I said I'm a lot closer than what I was. You would be too if you get up out yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to, but that was meant for you. So if you got offended, that was for you. Take it home. Eat it with your ice cream. Listen, you, you're not going to become what God's called you to be if you stand still the rest of your life. Get up. You got persecutions coming. It's part of the test, baby. See, I know what you got in you. You don't. He wants more out of us than what we want. Because see, especially if you come to this church, because you know that I'm the one to tell you, well, if you get over there, you got responsibility with that. You know that, right? And y'all go. I'll just come to church, put my tithes in. And guess what you'll get? The Bible says whoever sows sparingly. It's all of it, ain't it? Where's God calling you to? Man, he's on your side. He's already told us. Man, he'd give us so much just in the first couple statements. He said, I was dead, but I'm alive. <laughs> See, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad I ain't, I ain't got to pray to Muhammad and go, hey, wake up! <laughs> huh? And you got people coming, shh. This is the place of the dead. Oh, that's right. Jesus! <laughs> See? One day you're going to figure this thing. One day you'll be able to snatch the enemy right by his neck and put your heel right in his neck. Boom! No, it ain't easy. I'm not trying to teach and preach to you as if it is. Look, this is hard. Duh! See, all y'all got to worry about what you're going to wear to church. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear. Make sure it's clean and ironed and pressed. Power pill. I think that might have been just a sign from God saying, boy, shut up. Get away from her. Now I got to worry about make sure I'm in the same vein that God's in for his people. Maybe not all of you, because there's sometimes you come here and get bored and go right to sleep. You do. Because you're feeling in your heart that the word ain't for you. If I was calling out a lottery number. Some of you probably just as bold enough to come up here and stand beside me and look over my shoulder trying to find the number. <laughs> You're going to have to relax a minute. I'm, I'm, going to I'm breaking the ice. We're just getting ready to get started. See, I ain't, I ain't got but three more verses. We've been on one. I don't even think we got past the first and the last yet. <laughs> but see what you can extrapolate from Scripture? Do you see what you can get in and mind? Man, if you just sit and think, that's why he says meditate on. <laughs> see, we'll read right over that because you've heard that so many times. You go, the first and the last and the last and the last and Give me to the good stuff. You missed it. <laughs> that was the good stuff. I don't know why I'm going through this. This probably ain't doing me no good. How God can view us from his perspective. And how he, I, I, I truly believe that he longs for us to see ourselves as he does. 
you a bunch of little offsprings of Jesus. Uh-oh. That religious spirit went. Put the brakes on. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? The Bible says unless a wheat of grain, a grain of wheat falls to the ground and die. Does no good. Jesus knew that he was that grain of wheat that God sent to the earth to plant. He planted him. Yes, he did. He put him in the grave. Three days, three days. He planted him and said that we have become many sons of God. See, you want to listen. Okay, all right. Kids, now listen to me. I'm not giving you permission to get in trouble and be mean like your daddy was when he was growing up. Not specifically talking about your father, just because I'm looking at you, but you take that for how it is. Don't you know that your kids, in their carnality, know that if they get into too much, mom and daddy will bail them out. Don't say you ain't never went in and got in over your head and went, well, I didn't want it to go that far. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> now I'm pregnant. <laughs> I wasn't planning on to go that far. <laughs> now they're pregnant. <laughs> Uh-oh, now i got to come home. Come on, church. Mom and daddy set you down, and they just talk with you. They take care of you. Don't you know that your father in heaven He said, if your earthly father will give you these types of things, how much more will you? <laughs> what? Why aren't you bolder in the things of faith, knowing that if you get in over your head, that grace will present itself? And say, don't worry about it. I know what you said. I know what you thought you meant you said. But this is what you did say. And I'm going to take care of it because here come the grace. I went over that six foot. I have a hard time with that. Eric, will you close? (laughs) Man, isn't it awesome that you have someone not only can tell you they've been there, done that, but got the t-shirts to prove it. Right? Listen, dying to self, he's already done that. He done, personally, I believe he done it twice. Because he had to do it both spiritually and physically. Yes, he did. He had to in the garden say, Father, Please let this cup pass from me. But if it won't, Father, your will be done, not mine. He convinced himself. This cup ain't going to go away. See, if I pass it to somebody else, they can't drink from that cup that you drink from. Remember, oh, man, I can't do all that. Remember when the disciples went to Jesus? I want to sit on this and I want to sit on that. You don't know what you're asking. Can you drink from the cup that I drink from? Can't none of us drink from that cup. 
You know what was in that cup? Can you? Like drinking a cup of poison. Him looking. I look, don't think just because it was hot in the desert that that's why he was sweating. I think he looked down and he peered into that cup. He seen an appearance. Uh oh, somebody's gonna say that's blasphemy. I'm just telling you what's in my mind right now. I can see him peering into a cup. And on the top of the cup, you know how the, it, it'll take that glare on? And, and he sees, he sees his face. He may recognize his face as Jesus, but it's unrecognizable to him because it was the wrath. He was looking eye to eye. I'd have dumped that cup in a minute, boy, and run out that garden so fast it made Peter, James, and Paul stand up. <laughs> they went, hey, what, what, what was that? What was that? Hey, Jesus, Jesus, you there? Where you go? Jesus. I'd have been gone. In a cup of separation. I don't think it was the fear of death. He didn't fear that. He didn't, he did not fear his death. He was telling his disciples, they're going to destroy the temple. I'm raising it up in three days. He didn't care about him. For that was the easiest thing for Jesus to do was to bow his head and say, Father, unto you I commend my spirit. That was because he said that to be absent from the body is to be present. With, that was the easiest thing for him. It was the moment of separation of father and son. Because that's death. Adam, if you eat of this fruit, you'll die. Oh, he didn't really mean that. Surely you won't die. Or whatever it was. I, might have been a persimmon. We don't know. Get off the apple kick. Who likes apples anyway? They got worms in them. But they died. Immediate. They didn't close their eyes and go to sleep as if we call death. But at that point. There was such a vast separation between God and humanity. So far, <laughs> I, here, my, sorry, my mind. I'm just trying to help some people out, all right? So if you're all spiritual and religious, let me just deal with it for a second. They were so far separated from God, God couldn't even see them and had to say, Adam, where are you at? Now, you know if you're separated from God that far where he can't see you, that's pretty, that's not in the scripture. I'm just, <laughs> can you just help somebody else out today and quit making it about you? <laughs> somebody needed to hear that. Adam! Oh. This wasn't part of it. I, 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 I want to go. Just hang on. And they heard... The sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. <laughs> then the Lord God called to Adam. Their name was changed. 
because it was male and female up to that point. Man, I wish I could go a little deeper in theology, but I ain't smart enough. But I'm just looking at the identity. Their identity was so, their identity was so perfect to God that God couldn't recognize them outside of himself. When he seen male and female, when he seen man and woman, he saw himself. And because of their disobedience, he no longer saw himself. And he said, Adam, where are you? That, I believe, is the same example that I can use when Jesus was in the garden and looked into a cup. He didn't really look into a cup. He just said, Father, at this cup. I mean, if you want to get all on me about symbolisms and stuff, you get with Jesus because he was talking about a cup. He didn't have no cup when he was praying. But he prayed to Father, if this cup shall pass from me. This is a drink I do not want to take. I know what it is. God, I know what it is to be separated from you. It doesn't look like I want to do this. And he chose at that point to die for you. Oh, okay. I heard that one. He didn't choose at that point. Because <laughs> the Bible says that the lamb was slain <laughs> at the foundations of the world. He chose to die then. Because see, this wasn't some plan that God put together and said, okay, well, this goes here. Now, if this, see, it's not like March Madness thing. You know what I mean? Where March Madness, they got like, 12 teams up here, and then they go down to eight, and then they go down to four. Not that that's even right, because I don't even watch it. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? He, did, he didn't put all this stuff up here and says, now, now, if, now if Eve eats the, the apple, if Eve eats the apple, then we got to do this and this and this, and this, that's going to bring us here. But if Adam takes the apple, then we got to do this and this and this, and we'll take him over here. God didn't plan this thing out on the whiteboard. Or blackboard, or green board, or yellow board, or purple board. I hate being politically correct. He planned this when he spoke. He planned that. He already knew what was going to happen. Him walking through the garden and hollering for Adam wasn't that Adam. It wasn't because he didn't know where he was at. He wanted Adam to know where he was. That's why you, that's why you hear your name at night, huh? Eric! <laughs> you jump up thinking it's your wife, man. You downstairs making coffee, cooking eggs, and you go, man, it's 1.30 in the morning. And you go back upstairs, she... <clears throat> Is God checking me? Where are you? Are you where I left you? Are you in the, no, can't use the word left either because he never leaves us, nor forsake, but he placed them. The Bible said that he created man and woman and placed them in the garden. I gotta stop. Nope, I ain't going there, we're done. God said, I'm the first and the last. Man, you've been doing good. See, some of you need to hear this this morning. You've been doing, you've been doing good. I wasn't talking to her. <laughs> you've been doing good. 
You've been getting there. You've been, you've been doing this thing, man. You, you're laying this thing out. You, you're doing right. You're doing good. You're, you're, doing, you're doing good in the midst of persecution. Because you got people that's calling themselves Jews that's not even Jews. He wasn't talking about their nationality. He was talking about their born againness. I use that word. Because see, Paul, Paul said, I'm going to put you up here. Paul said it was through circumcision. That's what separated the Jews from the Gentiles. Circumcision. But it wasn't of the flesh. He said it was the circumcision of the heart. You're doing good. When everybody around you is saying, I'm a Christian, you ain't falling in line. You're doing your thing. You're doing it good. God said, you got it together. You're, you're in order, man. You're, you're making this thing work. But something's coming. And I loved it when he put 10 days on it. Most everybody's mind just went right there, just went, one day's like a thousand years with him. I, I just, I heard that, your mind went, boom straight through that and you went okay so that was 10,000 years and in actuality for about uh, 250 to 300 years there were 10 rulers that came through Smyrna after that letter and those 10 rulers brought persecution to the Christian so much so that there was about approximately 6 million Christians that died martyrs deaths You do know that is where Paul lost his head. Paul was beheaded in Smyrna. Did you know that Peter was hung upside down in Smyrna? So some of the ones that had it together, baby, went through. If they got to go through, he said, you'll, you'll be witnesses for me. And people think witnesses is, I'm going out witnessing. No, it's dying. It's a martyr. That's what witness really means. It means martyr. So now how many of you want to dance around? I'm a witness for the Lord. <laughs> we don't know persecution, but he said, if you will endure, if you'll hold tight to the faith, I'll give you the crown of life. Just hold on. Just look at your name and say, I know it's tough. But just hold on. It's got to happen. You, it has to happen. Because he said it. Listen, if what he says ain't making no difference in our life, why are we doing what we're doing? Man, I could be riding my motorcycle. I know Eric couldn't help me. But, but you with me? Man, if he, Linda, if he said it, what made us come up from resting in God to working out our own plans and trying to fit God in them? What, what, what happened? Can I tell you? In the end times, people will become lovers of themselves. They will chase their tickly ear looking for a word that fits their profile. They will become lovers of themselves. That's what made us come out of rest and begin chasing our works. I love God's word. It's encouraging, isn't it? Just to know that it doesn't matter what happens, what's getting ready to take place in your life. He'd have been there, done that, baby. Just read the book. He'll walk you right on through it. Because ain't nothing new under the sun. It's, 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 it's in there. I keep getting questioned now. Well, if God, if God, don't you think he's still writing the Bible? 
Nope, he's still trying to correct your punctuation. He's done right now. He done. He, he ain't adding to this no more. And he ain't taking away from it. He said, this is his work. This is Christ in completion. I just wish I could talk to y'all for a little bit without you getting upset. I love what I do because I get to do what I do and then go home and just say, God, you got to do it. You got to fix it. You got to take care of it. I sowed your seed. I got 25% chance that someone will walk out of here with something and 25% chance that someone ain't. They're just going to have to take it how to get it. And I just pray that you put it in good soil. You want to know, can I get, can I get, I can't increase God's word, but can I can I give you a a, 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 a way a way to better your chances that you might be part of the twenty five percent? Be humble. Always, always, when you hear someone speaking God's word, whether you like them or whether you don't like them, if they are speaking God's word. Always, always, always be in a spirit of humility because that is letting God recognize you as a person that can't make it without him. And you have to take every word, you have to take every word that he gives in order for your life to be abundantly clear and to be abundantly blessed. But you've got to be in humility. You can't sit there and go. Y'all didn't see my face, huh? I went like that. Without God, we're nothing. Amen? But he got you. Just hold on to this thing, baby. Baby girl, don't you let go. Don't you. You hold on to that thing like you hold on to that throttle. Huh? You hold on to that thing. Like you hold on to JT's ear when he messes up. Just snap. Hold on to that thing, man. God's got you.